The Office of Student Life and Leadership at the University of North Carolina presents to you the Carolina Podcast, which is dedicated to bringing conversations from cross-campus students, staff, and faculty on their lives, their organizations, their works, and their experiences in leadership. Through the Carolina Podcast, we want to provide you with the information and tools necessary to empower you, our listeners, to create positive change that is authentic to your value. It's October 11th. Let's get into the podcast. Hey, so thank you all for listening and stopping by the Carolina Podcast. Today, we're going to be recording with a few guests. So as always, I'm your host, Everson, and uh, they'll go ahead and introduce themselves. Hi, everyone. My name is Irfan Delgado-Kareem. I'm a sophomore from St. Louis, Missouri, studying business and global studies, and I am a student leadership coordinator for diversity outreach with student life and leadership. Hi, I'm Amelie Kadakal. I'm a junior studying psychology and statistics. Um, I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina, and I'm the student leadership coordinator for NC Fellows Program. Yeah, so thank y'all for coming on board. I know y'all are very busy, so I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. So basically what I want to talk today about is, um, you know, the office is a collective and your roles within it. So um, if you could tell us a little bit about, you know, how you got to UNC and what specifically brought you on board to work with Student Life and Leadership, that'd be awesome. Or fun if you'd like taking it. Yeah, so um, coming to UNC, yeah, that was kind of a, a weird process for me. You know, I'm from out of state, I'm from the Midwest. Um, and I actually came to the Carolinas to look at other schools, but I didn't even look at UNC because I didn't think I was going to get in. Um, and I just kind of sent like a shotgun application here, uh, got in, got some good financial aid and here I am today. Um, in terms of how I got my position, just like a lot of other people, I just did work study. Um, I applied to the portal. Um, I applied to a lot of positions and I wasn't really getting a lot of responses, but luckily I got one response from my from my boss, my current boss, Sarah Levine, um, and then had a good interview and here I am today. Very yeah. grateful. Now, is this your first or your second year working here? This is my second year. Um, it's much different than my first just because first was completely online. Yeah. Um, but and yeah, coming to the office is definitely a different dynamic, but I do enjoy it. Good to hear. Yeah, so um I actually originally am from Seattle, Washington. Um and I moved to North Carolina my junior year. And so I had no plans of coming to UNC. It wasn't even on my radar um until I moved here. Um and then I toured the campus. I just I fell in love with it. Um and so I applied, I got in, um, I committed, and here I am. <laughs> and um I NC Fellows is a four year um, program you apply your freshman year you get accepted um, and then throughout the four years you're in a cohort of other students where you focus on um, developing leadership um, and community awareness and so this position is a part of NC Fellows so coming in my sophomore year um, there were two people in this role beforehand um, and so they were both graduating um, and they they encouraged me to apply and so I applied I got the role and here I am and you were an NC fellow before you had the position yes yes and okay. everybody who has my position has to be um, because we're in charge of planning and programming for NC fellows specifically yeah. um, so it's a requirement that you're a fellow gotcha yeah so thank y'all for sharing that um, you know going on y'all have very uh, you know defined roles within student life and leadership and the Carolina as a uh, the Carolina Union as a whole so you know, as you see yourself uh, transitioning over from this past COVID year into this new, um, you know, experience in your new positions, 
going on this year? You know, what are your hopes for the position that you do? I know that uh, you're diversity and inclusion, right? Mm-hmm. Fun. That's your yeah. So, I mean, for my position, I make a lot of you know um, events, and I do a lot of programming in terms of bringing speakers to campus. Um, we just had Julian Cash show, and you know, when you make events, it's completely different being online than than in person. So, you know, my only experience was doing this stuff online. So now in person, it's a completely different um, thing. Now having to you know call people, interact with people, have meetings. Um, and, you know, now since we're all in person, you know, I feel like my role has really, you know, increased, um, just because we're all eager to, to meet new people, have new experiences. So I'm just kind of trying to hone in on that and, and, and make as many programs and as many fun opportunities as I can. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Julian Castro, you know, we're in, it's about to end when, you know, this comes out, but uh, Hispanic Heritage Month. I know personally you're Hispanic, you know, how how'd you feel about hosting that event? I know it must have been fantastic doing it in person for one. For sure. But also it just happened to, you know, do it on something that I'm guessing means a lot to you as an individual. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, ever since, you know, I was a little kid, I looked up to him, uh, especially in the in the recent presidential election, you know. Um, I, it was the first ever time I saw someone of my of the same race as me, you know, have such a big role in politics. So the opportunity that not only was I able to identify with one of my, my my biggest role models, but that I was able to bring him in and even have like a conversation after and meet and greet with him was something that I never thought I would have done. And, you know, looking back, I know my my high school self and my middle school self would have never thought that would be not only introducing Julian Kasha, but, you know, being here in Carolina. So it was a really splendid opportunity and I'm appreciative of, yeah. of my role, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. What about you? Yeah, um, so I think my big focus for this year is community, coming from a multicultural background um, and also having just grown up in different parts of the country. I think I realized from a young age how important community is, um, especially especially in just kind of um, sustaining yourself um, and and growing and developing within that community and and getting a stronger sense of self. Um, And so I think with the pandemic, that was kind of fractured and a lot of people didn't have the opportunity to build community. Um, and so I really want to provide that opportunity for um, current fellows to kind of join in this fellows community, but also in the greater UNC community um, and, and offer opportunities to kind of bridge those gaps um, and, and start to repair uh, everything that was that was broken because of the pandemic. Gotcha. Now, have you, uh, you're a junior now, right? Yes. Yeah, have you been a UNC student this whole time? Did you transfer any point? Yeah, so I was a UNC student. I've been a UNC student since my freshman year, um, which was cut short because of the pandemic. <laughs> and so I speak about community mainly because I have also really um, faced the repercussions of this because I, most of my UNC experience has been online. Um, and entering NC Fellows, I didn't have that community and I never met people in my cohort, the people in the program in person. Um, and I'd never met a lot of my friends at UNC in person. Um, and so that uh, completely defined, I think, my early college experience. And so that's something that I'd like to um, ameliorate for for younger students. So, um, you know, going off, continuing with the NC Fellows, um, you have first-year students in this program, right? Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so they enter as first-year students, but it's mainly second-year, third-year, and senior students. How are you seeing the difference compared to, you know, you got cut short, but they're coming in and mm-hmm. they get to do this, you know, fresh mm-hmm. with the perspective of COVID, but, you know, they weren't cut short. You know, how does that, you know, push the work that you do within it? Yeah, I think it's actually really interesting you bring that up because um, I've noticed a difference between 
all three levels, honestly, the seniors, um, the juniors, and the sophomores. Um, the sauce. So we just put together this big uh, welcome back dinner. Um, and it was really interesting to see the dynamics between each class because the sophomores, you could see that they were just kind of aching for human connection. Um, and they, they'd never met each other. And then they just came back and they were so happy to be together. They all like grouped together, put all their little tables together. Um, and then the juniors, we were all meeting each other for the first time. Um, so it was a little bit more, um, I think a little less personal, a little bit more, um, um, there was just a little bit more distance between all of us. Even though we'd met each other in a virtual setting, it's very different than being in person. Um, the seniors, it was like seeing old friends again. Um, so it was just really interesting to kind of see the dichotomy there. Um, and so that's something that I kind of want to pinpoint too, is just like meeting everybody at their individual level, because this has all affected us um, greatly, but in, in many different ways. Um, and I think people are at many different levels um, when they're coming in. So just kind of meeting people where they are and, and, and meeting those needs. Yeah, quite a formative experience and, you know, leadership that you've all had, you know, going forward. Um, I wanted to ask you, how do y'all personally define leadership? Not just in your positions, but as a, as a person overall, what does leadership mean to you? Yeah, so I'm one of those people who thinks leadership has a lot of different um, definitions. For me, I think it all just surrounds around acceptance. Um, you know, some, some leaders are people who sit back and take in ideas and, and, and kind of like to stop conflict. Um, I identify as one of those people. I'm not really like the wolf of the pack. You know, I don't really like just spitting ideas and, and kind of leading the herd. But I think sometimes the best leaders are those who sit back and, you know, organize things. And I feel like everyone has has the potential of being a leader. I know, especially like in middle school and high school, we were constantly like pumped this idea that we had to be leaders to be leaders. We had to, you know, come up with these grand ideas and, and lead everything. And I think that sometimes that's not always the case. Um, and that sometimes the best leaders are those who kind of sit back. So I feel like everyone has a has an aspect of leadership within themselves. They just got to hone in and find out which, what's that aspect and, and kind of how they can can kind of help out a group. Emily, what do you, how do you define leadership? Yeah, um, I think leadership, I fully agree with Irvon and kind of to go off of that, I think leadership is, is, is a very personal thing. Um, and, and one of the its core tenets is just like authenticity. Um, and so I think as we as humans are constantly changing and growing um, and learning, our personal definitions of leadership and the way we choose to be leaders in our communities and environments are also kind of changing and growing and developing. Um, in line in line with our growth as 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 people um, and so I, f I don't know if there's like a set definition that I have for leadership but I think the biggest thing is just authenticity um, being genuine being kind um, and and being open and accepting uh, to those around you and being and being welcoming and learning learning when to speak up for others um, and also when to sit back and listen and and take things as a learning experience yeah, I'm glad you shared that um, that nudge about authenticity. I think one of the most powerful identifiers of authenticity is, and what advice you share with other people, and uh, you know how you lead your lives. But you know, since we're on it, you know, I want to ask you what is advice that you live by, or a piece of advice that you think is the best which you have received. Irfan. Um, you know, one thing my dad always told me was, if you're if you have good health. You have everything in life, um, and especially now with COVID, you know, I'm I'm very lucky to be in good health. And honestly, sometimes I wake up and I, you know, 
I'm stressed. I got work to do. And I just like, I'm able to jump off my six foot lofted bed, you know, with no, <laughs> with no worries. And like, I just got to be, you know, thankful for that, that I'm, I'm healthy and I'm alive. I'm, I'm in a good environment and I just got to take it all in. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, it's actually funny that you mentioned that because my dad tells me the exact same thing. Um, but I think beyond that, something my mom has always told me, and my mom is one of my biggest role models, um, is learn learn to balance your life and your priorities and learn to say no. I think that for me has been really difficult because I always want everybody around me to be happy all the time. Um, but I think as a leader, specifically, um, learning when to say no is so important and so powerful. Um, in in choosing what you focus your efforts um, onto and and choosing how you want to approach certain issues um, and and just being realistic and realizing you can't do everything for everyone and you can't solve every problem um, so what what is the best use of your time and efforts and what is something that can um, impact the people you want to serve the most thank you all for sharing I truly appreciate that those are some solid pieces of advice that even I myself can really identify with and carry going forward. Um, so, you know, besides that, I wanted to switch it up a little bit with y'all. Um, we have a lot going on in our lives, and one of the best distractions, at least for me, is uh, podcasts. But some of us aren't always into podcasts, so um, we go on to uh, listen to some of our favorite tunes. So I wanted to ask y'all, what is your current favorite song? Man, you've been seeing me on my phone here. I'm scrolling through my playlist right now, I'm trying to think of something. Um, man, so you know, I gotta, I gotta represent St. Louis. Dilemma by Nelly will and will always be my favorite song of all time. Um, but yeah, anything Cardi, anything Drake recently, okay. yeah, that too. But Dilemma by Nelly. Okay, hands down, hands down. <laughs> I'm gonna what you got. Um, so I think my favorite song of all time is "Partition" by Beyonce. Mm -hmm. Um, but right now my favorite song has been "Breadwinner" by Casey Musgraves. Okay, I see you. <laughs> you know, me personally, my favorite song right now has got to be "Heat Waves" by Glass. Good choice. Good shout, good shout. <laughs> Amazing. I'm just so glad I discovered them. But since we're going into all-time favorites, "Hotel California" by the Eagles. Hands down a banger on the road. Give that a listen, unless you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so since y'all are here, I know y'all have a great work going on. If you have any shout outs for any event or anything that you particularly feel like people should know about, even if it doesn't pertain to your position, you know, uh, if you can let us know what you got going on. Yeah, so for me, um, always be sure to check Heal Life. Heal Life is very key, um, you know, Latinx Heritage Month is still going on. Be sure to keep an eye out for that. There's a calendar on the um, Carolina Latinx Center. Um, so be sure to look through that. And uh, yeah, just keep an eye out. There's going to be a lot of stuff. I'm very excited. Um, just just be excited for what's, what's to come. There's a lot of good stuff. Emily, got anything for us? Yeah, um, so like Irfan said, continue to check Heal Life. If you are um, a, a current freshman or the parent or sibling or friend of a current freshman, consider applying to NC Fellows. Um, our applications will open in November. Um, and then otherwise, local elections are coming up. Make sure you're registered to vote um, and, and learn where your uh, local um, polling places. Yeah, thank you all for sharing. Um, so beyond that, as we know, redistricting is currently happening. So if you want to make your voice heard, there's going to be a session on Wednesday, October the 13th. 
from 11.30 a.m. to 12.30 about the North Carolina redistricting process through the Carolina Center for Public Service. But beyond that, uh, like Amelie said, you know, make sure you know what's going on with voting this election. We have local elections. So to kind of see what Carolina is doing to promote democracy, visit democracy.unc.edu. Thank y'all for listening. I'd like to thank Irfan uh, and Amelie for coming on. Thank y'all so much. Thank you for having us. Thank you for joining us on the Carolina Podcast. We'll see y'all next week.